Blog Talk Radio.
should be the word that's in the word of God. That should be the word that we're speaking and that we're sharing with the whole wide world. Because we are on Blog Talk, www, World Wide Web as well, as we are on Facebook Live, and that's the worldwide media also throughout the world. And my, my service is public, okay? So, let's first, I want to read the first thing to you all before I get started. I'm going to go to it real quick. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 46, okay? It says, let me start at 45. It says, and so it, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made in a quickening spirit. How be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards, that which is spiritual. So, okay, I put that out there. I put that out there first. Okay, I want to talk about three movies. The first movie is called, it's, these are old movies, you know, so uh, most people my age have seen them and um, are older. So most of you always you know, maybe have seen them because of your parents or family members. The first movie I want to talk about is uh, Little Shop of Horror. It was first made in 1996. I'm sorry. 1960, in black and white. But then it was a remake in 1986, and it was in color. And this movie is called The Little Shop of Horror. The character in this movie, that main character is Seymour. Mm -hmm. The next movie I want to talk about is Pootie Tang, which was made in 2001. That's the main character in that movie is Pootie Tang. Yes, they're funny. They make you laugh and um, everything. And the last movie we're going to get addressed is called The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was made in 1975. And this is a, a movie that the main characters in this movie are people that are not for sure of themselves or who they are. I guess you could say deal with confusion. So let's go back to The Little Shop of Horror. The Little Shop of Horror is a movie that is um, basically made up by people pleasers. Mm -hmm. People that want to be pleased by people, people that want to please people. They are a movie that um, this is a person, Seymour, he would do anything, <clears throat> excuse me, and everything to do what it took to be successful because he lived on Skid Row. He came off of Skid Row. And he was so obsessed with getting off of Skid Row. And in the first movie and the black and white series of uh, Little Shop of Horrors, it was a movie that... Um, I guess you had to be back living back at that time to understand the depth of the movie because it didn't really go into detail like the 1986 one did, where it would just show how this person was, he got this plant that was from space. It was a, something would happen and all of a sudden the ray of light showed up and this plant was planted outside of a a flower shop, or a, we could say where a, um, a Chinese man sold flowers. And he went and bought the flower, and he raised the flower, but the flower started to get sick. And he couldn't heal this flower. No matter what he did, no matter what he was doing, he couldn't heal this flower. And it turned out, the flower turned out to be some type of Spanish flytrap flower. And only thing it wanted was blood. Blood. Mm -hmm. The thing that helped this this plant survive was blood. Yes, Minister Margo, people pleasers are all around us. Yes, they are. So he uh, almost drained himself. When he got to the part that he had no more fingers to stick and he couldn't give up no more blood, he started uh, doing 
I don't want to say stupid stuff, but he started doing things that caused other people to lose their lives to see his plan. So he had he could become successful because we know it was all about winning a girl. Mm. See, see, y'all see where I'm going? He was a people pleaser, but he did whatever it had to do. But see, we're gonna cut around some things and cut some things out. With this, with that movie, was saying that Seaboard can only feed this plant with blood. The Word of God teaches us that the blood of Jesus is our way to the Father. We can't go around it. We can't go under it. We can't go through it. We have to only go through Jesus Christ to get to the Father. And when we get to the Father, the Father will wash us in his blood that we will come out whiter than snow. I just want you all to understand, see, back in the day, it talked about, and Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people. Uh, he sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord have made with you concerning all these things. Now, that's Exodus 24 and 8. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people. So, when in the beginning, it teaches us about the blood. Uh-huh. It teaches us about the altars and stuff like that. Um, you, you have to understand that when you're sitting and you're looking at things and you're realizing that <clears throat> this first movie we talked about, the key to this movie was not just being a people pleaser and doing whatever it took to become successful. The, the Bible teaches us that we rather enjoy entertainment than the Word of God. We rather enjoy entertainment than to be taught about God. We will, you know, we have a saying that say, "Blood, sweat, and tears." Huh? We don't want to apply the blood of Jesus on us, but we don't mind doing the sweat and tears to get what we want because we, for some reason, do not understand the power of the blood. Now. I'm going to stop right there and ask my son, do you have anything to say concerning this? I'll put the camera on you. Um, I think what you were talking about, how people um, tend to forget how, you know, God brings them through things, you know, bring them to people and things like that. And so, like, when you refer to the movie, um, in the movie, if I remember correctly, he was basically, you know, when he created the life of the plant, you know, talking and stuff, right? See me, see more. Yeah, see more the plant. And he started talking, you know, he started moving around and started doing everything. He started calling himself a genius and everything. And so we live in a, you know, in a time and age where people will do, you know, people will credit themselves rather than credit the person you know, that they need to be credited, which is God. Um, people will only, not only, but sometimes people will turn to him when they need something rather than being grateful and just saying thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for this. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for letting me be this person. And I think that's a problem sometimes because, um, you know, I don't want to be, be at a point in my life where I'm so successful where I forget where I'm from and who helped me along the way. You know, I don't want to forget my promise to God. And so I think overall what I'm trying to say is, you know, give credit where it's due. And what would you say the credit is due? To God. Mm-hmm. You know, whether people want to accept it or not, whether people, you know, believe in him or not, because I know he believes in us. And so, um, you know, it's not something people should play with. It's not something people should take granted for. You know, like I said, it, it don't take nothing but a second to just say thank you. You know, it don't take nothing but a second to just say I love you, I appreciate you. You know, you don't have to go to God to always ask for something. You can just go to Him just to say, you know, I need help. Or not need help, but I'm thankful for what you've been doing for me, what you plan on keep doing for me. You know, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, just people, you just gotta. Remember where they come from. Remember the promise they made to God and to themselves. And, you know, give credit where it's due. So would you say that 
people should also remember prophecies that have been spoke over their lives. Mm-hmm. I do. Because when someone speaks into your life, that is a way of God confirming you, correct? Correct. We sometimes lose focus on our real source of strength and blessing. That's true, Minister Margo. Um, I believe that in the movie, Little Shop of Horrors, um, he was, Seymour was too busy trying to make his own future instead of um, applying his blood that he was giving to a plant to make him successful because the people were coming off the street wanted to see the plant and people was making inquiries about the plant and the boss was saying, oh, we could make some money, we could do this. And he just believed that this plant was his answer without considering that Christ is his answer. Would you say that? Yes. Okay. I think, like I said, he gave his work more credit than the person who allowed him to work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You know. Because one thing I do know is that uh, people just don't get it when you sit there and you try to tell them that God is your source, God is your resource, God is your answer. And they they really think that they can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I want to say people, people don't realize it until it's too late. You know, even when you sit in movies and shows and stuff, they feel like, you know, they'll look up to the sky and say, Lord, help me this, you know, this time it'll be the last time. You know, it'll be the last time I drink. It'll be the last time I mess with this person. It'll be the last time I do this and that, you know. And not saying that God won't help you or anything like that, but in a sense, at the same time, it shouldn't even get to that point, you know. You shouldn't have to get to that point to realize what you got. It should, like Mm -hmm. I said, you should already be having this constant relationship with him from the beginning. You know, going yeah. every step along the way saying, thank you, Lord, I love you. Thank you, Lord, I love you, you know. Mm-hmm. But not like Seymour, uh, you sell your soul to sell out yeah. for fame. Okay. okay. Now, that's with Seymour. I, I really looked at with Seymour, it was a lot of foolishness, mm-hmm. a lot of selfishness, a lot of ignorance, to be honest, and a lot of unbelief which is going to apply to the next movie also. But even with uh, The Little Shop of Horrors, you had a lot of madness in there. You know, uh, you had sad, sadness, you had anger because of where he was born. He, he couldn't look at the fact that um, he was born on skid row. But one thing I do know is that even the Word of God teaches that, that Jesus wasn't born in a castle. He was not born um, even in a house. He wasn't born with service. He was born in a manger. He wasn't wrapped in silk robes and silk blankets. He was wrapped in swallowing clothes. He was wrapped in this say stuff you, you would find in a barn. So, like I said, the next movie I want to talk about is Pootie Tang, which was uh, made in 2001. Um, Pudite was considered a hero to the neighborhood. Uh, he was considered to be a player, uh, a Romeo. Yeah. He was considered to be every lady's desire, every man's regret. He was considered to be, from a little boy, something that nobody else could be. Even though you couldn't understand him, kind of make you think about Moses when Moses would always give God excuses about he couldn't do this because he couldn't talk, he couldn't do that. So in the movie Pootie when you look at the character, Pootie was someone that they tried to make you see him as a leader, um, a hero, as I said earlier. 
the people believed in Pootie Tang and what he said, and uh, they they couldn't even teach their own children not to do this, not to do that. But if Pootie Tang said don't do it, if Pootie Tang said eat it, if Pootie Tang said wear it, then it must be good. It must be gold. It must be the word because Pootie Tang said it. And it was so much in this movie that the kingpin, the uh, the rich people decided they were going to uh, break Pootie Tang down because if they could get Pootie Tang to, uh, how do you say, promote them, promote their product, promote whatever they were doing, that they would become more successful because with Pootie Tang telling them not to do it, they wouldn't do it. Um, Pootie Tang started out as he was on a talk show, and a man, the news person asked him, or you could say spokesperson on the talk show asked him, did he have a clip to show of his movie? And the clip that he had to show happened to be the whole movie. So with that being said, it had little silly things in there like his, his number one jam was a music with no sound. And people were jerking and popping and dancing and saying, that's my jam, that's my jam. And parents was going in the room telling the kids, turn that noise down, turn that up. You know, it just was all type of stuff. So, of course, a woman was sent there to destroy Pootie Tang because the Pootie Tang belt that his dad gave him was his power in his mind. Hmm. Pootie Tang only thought that he could survive with having this belt that his father gave him as he was dying and said, don't no, let nobody, no woman come between you and the belt, which his father never taught him about life. It was respect your mama, which was very well. Don't do this, don't do that, and the belt. And uh, even going through the movie, looking at Pootie Tang, you would see how he would, um, how do you say, reminisce or have daydreams of his father saying his father saying that even as a little kid when he tried to steal, the father, the belt would come out of nowhere, and he couldn't do this. So he thought the power was in the belt, not the power was in Christ. He thought the power was through um, having this belt and applying this belt to his life that he would not be defeated as long as he had this belt. And then when the belt was taken from him, he kind of lost it. He was defeated. He didn't know how to recover. He didn't know how to come be, uh, up from that. He didn't know how to regain because he thought that he had lost his resource, not knowing that your only resource is through God. Uh, Puyitane had a part in there where he was singing and dancing, dancing and singing, you know, and um, the kids would be dancing to music that Pootie Tang okayed, and Pootie Tang gave a, 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 how do you say, a seal of approval. So I'm going to stop right there and ask my son, what you think about the movie Pootie Tang? Um, we talked about it earlier. Pootie Tang is a really good movie um, in terms of connecting it you know, tonight, to tonight's service. Um, in the movie, we talked about how it connects to bloodline and legacy. Um, you know, for example, in our family, you know, you always told me how in this house we've always praised and loved the Lord and lived by the Lord. I think in a sense we could tie that to legacy. You taught me how to carry that mindset on, you know, and that faith. Um, it's something that I hold to myself and something that I plan on incorporating into my own house, into my own family in the future. And then same thing with Bloodline in terms of, you know, future generations. It'll be a legacy, but also just be a thing we do in this family, you know. It'll be uh, something we, we do naturally. Like I said, it'll be something we do willingly. Um, we will, like I said, give credit where it's due. And where the credit to it? God. You know, we give credit where it's due. 
We won't rely on, you know, materialistic things in a sense of that give us success. You know, if we succeed, we give credit where it's due. We say thank you, God. You know, like I said, we don't always go to God just because we need something. We go to God just because we want to say thank you. Thank you. Um, I think also the movie portrayed how relying on man-made things is, has a limit. You know, like I said, in the neighborhood, he was a hero because of the belt. But yeah, with his confidence in the belt. Yeah, right? because of his confidence in the belt. You know, but once that was, you know, shattered and waved and all that, it, it showed how vulnerable and weak he is. You know, and he did. He had to do a lot to to get back to how he was. And so, tying that into faith and belief, you know, um, we're going to keep the legacy going in terms of giving credit where it's due. In terms of always going to God when we, um, you know, just want to talk, want to be heard, want to want to be told, you know, how to do things in a certain manner. You know, be guided rather. And so, um, the movie, yeah, overall, the movie has taught me how legacy and bloodline are two almost the same thing, and how physical things, like man-made things, have a limit. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Margot said great description of legacy and tradition. One thing that I've noticed about the word of God said that he used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And that truly is a picture of foolish things. He couldn't talk. Well, we could understand him, but I guess you had to know him to understand him. Uh, he was a per- person that was doing good things, but he gave all of his credit and praise to the bell. Hmm. To the bell. And what, do you remember the emblem that was on that bell, Sam? There was a red metal, I think with a hint of blue and yellow in it. So was, the, was the emblem a heart? I think so. Yeah, it was a heart. And... Hey, Linda, thank you for joining in, Linda Lawson. I will be calling you. The the belt represented love. But out of all things, the greatest love that we can have is the love of God. So if you find yourself in a place of uh, not understanding, not knowing, don't, right now I'm going to say, don't be a Seymour where you sacrifice everything you got don't be a pootie tang where you don't recognize who the true hero is. Make sure you recognize that everything you have is given to you because Jesus Christ died for you. Make sure everything you um, call, call yourself portraying as your resource is what you been in place for because God has given you this. I know his words say God has no respect to person. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But when you come to yourself and you know yourself, that's when you can say, God changed my name. I no more want to be a pooty tank. I no more want to walk around here giving up and selling out as a Seymour. Huh? Somebody better hear me. God, I'm talking to myself, too. Now, the last movie I want to talk about is, if anybody have a problem with what I'm going to say, I'm going to say it up front. Take it to deep. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is a, how would they say, it's a picture show that... It is a collection of... Chaos. But it's also a picture show that for years, now this show was made back in 1975, and for years it's been portrayed in different shows regularly. 
and people go in dressed like the character. I don't know if you want to call it a cult or you want to call it a, what would they call it? Where people go in dressed like the characters and participate with the movie 100%. Uh, they know it word by word. They they want to be Eddie. They want to be uh, Rocky. They want to be the doctor in the wheelchair. They want to be uh, Janet White. They want to be Brad uh, White. What is his name? Uh, Brad Major was his name in the movie or something like that. But the movie was kind of crazy. Uh, thank you, Margaret. It was it's considered a cult classic. That's what it is, a cult classic. And you have to understand. I know somebody's going to get mad at me, but you get mad at me. I, I I could take it to Jesus, please take it to Jesus. The movie has people where they come together and they join to celebrate this movie. Of let me let me go to my notes. They they tell they celebrate with singing. They celebrate with dancing. They celebrate with arrogance. They celebrate with ignorance. They celebrate with selfishness. They celebrate with foolishness. They celebrate with unbelief. They celebrate with uh, this is it's, it's a murderous spirit in it. They celebrate with anger because the the character Eddie was supposed to have been knocked off, but he came back. And then the uh, Doctor Frank Festus, I think it's, I went over the movie to try to to update myself, and. When he they were sitting down eating, and when he pulled the tablecloth back, who was in the, the open casket uh, with parts of, of the body missing that they were eating was Eddie. So that's what I'm talking about, the murder. So you all can say whatever you want. The, the movie represents everything, all things, with everybody. Anybody is okay. So when you, you look at these movies, you have to say, okay, God, I know your word says, I'm going to read it. In the movie, when they was dancing and everything and laughing and talking and enjoying themselves, then when they found out about Eddie, all of a sudden they became angry. At the end of the movie, they became um, controlled. Mm. You, you hear me? Where the doctor had this mechanism, some type of, uh, thing he put together that he was able to control their minds, their emotions, and their bodies. They had no control over themselves because he had somehow uh, created life during the movie with this supposed to be a man called Rocket. Mm -hmm. And he running around with a bustier. And a, you, the movie, you, you have to see it. But it's just the fact that he wanted the ultimate power. He wanted to control everything. He wanted to have control over people. And they willingly would try to play like they were ignorant. Uh, God's ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts. And they willingly went into this thing knowing when uh, things were exposed. They don't tell. It's a secret. You know how people want to live them secrets. They want people to keep secrets. But even in the movie, it shows you even your secret won't be kept, especially when a person thinks they got something over you. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to tell you right now, when somebody thinks they got something over you, they'll try to use that to control you. And in this movie, I, I was looking at it where I said, God, your word said in the 30th chapter of Psalms, verse 11, Thou hast turned from me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. See, we have to always understand that God is in control. Not someone else controlling us, but God is. In 33, Psalm 33 in the verse, verse 3, it says, Sing unto him a new song, say skillfully, with a loud voice. Now, when we started, when we start praising God and and continually praise God, 
and you may say, why is she saying that? Why is she talking about singing? Because, see, at the beginning of the movie, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it started off with a wedding at a church, a wedding at a church. And from there, it began to rain and different little things was uh, going on that caused them to have to, they caught a flag. They have to go back to this place of uh, a home, a castle, whatever you want to call it. They ended up going back there. But it started off with a church of celebration. Show you how um, the Word of God said that he used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. But it also teaches us that we are not ignorant of things of vices. But sometimes we want to be and then try to push the blame on someone else. Okay, and um, Psalms 149 and 3 said, Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the tremble and the harp. So when you sit back and you, you say, okay, I'm going to really give myself over to God. You know, there was a price paid for us. Jesus was beaten, sit on, slapped, lied on, betrayed. He was lied to. Mm. He had been all these things in some for us. He came here on assignment. We're going to get into that in one minute about the assignment Jesus came on. Because in the movie, uh, the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, they had came from another planet on the planet, all right? So I'm going to ask myself, what did you get out of what I just said in the movie Rocky Horror Picture Show? Um, so, you know, we know in the movie um, Rocky comes from this weird planet, right? And he comes to Earth and to try to set up his own little kingdom, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. where everything and anything is okay. Um, what I got from it, it reminds me of how, you know, in the Bible and just also just like history and life teaches us how, like, you could be on a, a certain path, you know, and then someone or something can steer you away from that with the promise of freedom in a way. Um, the reason why I say it like that is because in the film, he has so many people who at first tried to get away from him, you know, but then he convinces them to stay for some reason. And then, therefore, they start to participate in any and all the, you know, events that Rocky starts hosting. And so uh, what I got from it was, if if you not talking to God on a you know consistent basis, it's very easy to get swayed into a whole nother path. Mm -hmm. You know that may not be the one that God intended for you, but you know if you're not communicating with God, if you're not talking to God, if you're not keeping your end up of your promise with Him, you know, or whatever you got, you know, what you and God talked about, if you're not being true to Him and yourself, you can get pulled away from what you are meant to to have and be, and be in this whole other thing, you know, that you, you may not be able to get out of. And that's a problem because sometimes it's really hard to get out of, you know, things that's holding us back, you know. So that's what I got from it. Um, basically, stay, stay true to yourself. Remember what, you know, why you're on, your, on the path you're on and don't get swayed by, you know, things or people that are meant to be there. Okay. Um, one thing I got out of all three of these movies was bad acting. <laughs> See, for your, I understand you think it was cool. It, it, no, it was bad acting. It, it, was, it was, I mean, I don't get me wrong. When I first saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it was um, back in the 80s. 
and I was really into the world, and I really enjoyed Rocky Horror Picture Show. And um, I just thought it was a funny movie to look at. I used to look at it on the regular because the movie was hilarious to me. When I first saw Pootie Tang, it was when it first came out. And that movie was hilarious to me because I literally know someone that talks like that. And to be honest, I could understand what they were saying. I'm, I'm sorry to laugh, but I could understand literally what they were saying, and I used to uh, interpret for them. And when I had had a stroke back in 2012, I had a club brother we called Professor J, and I my tongue was hot tapped, and I um, stuttered a lot over words, and the wrong words would come out, and Professor J would always step up and say what she meant to say was. So I, I'm telling you, it's hard when you understand certain things. When I first saw, hmm, Little Shop of Horrors, it really was in the late 80s. I believe it's when it first came out where, and what made me look at it really was the fact that uh, we know her as Gina on uh, the Martin Show. And uh, what was her friend's name? Um, and I girl though she could sing. I can't. Pam. We know her as Gina and Pam for the Martin Show. And that's what made me look at it. Now, see, when you are in the world, you see things one way that's in the natural because it's entertainment. And that's one thing we want to do is be entertained. But when I got saved and I started thinking about things and I started thinking about these movies, I really understood then that how easy it is for us to receive something and not take it to God. How easy it is for us to hear something and not take it to God. My sister, Apostle Electricity Kaiser, always says, if you see something, say something. Mm. See, tonight I'm saying something because of the other day, I the movie came on, Pootie Tang, and I began to look at it, and I began to laugh and say, I don't believe I literally used to enjoy watching it. Because, see, now that my mind is steadfast on Jesus and my heart is steadfast on what God is saying to, for me to do, for me to say, and what I want to do for the Lord, I said, wow, I really used to look forward to seeing this. And I began to think about movies that have played key roles in my life. As I'm going to say as being the, uh, the joke, jokester, I should say, making everybody laugh, um, taking little things and using it for comedy. And I had to really sit back and say, God, we really don't understand that when you your word talks your word talks about who you lend your members to. We we look at it as our fingers, our hands, our toes, our feet. But we really don't look at it as who we lend uh, who we let into our ears. Uh huh. Somebody's whispering Somebody's speaking in your ears. We don't really look at what we catch ourselves looking at because, see, a lot of times we can see something as well as hear something and will cause you to act, think, or feel a certain kind of way. But you got to remember the word of God say, if you perceive it in your heart, you got to understand how sin enters in. The word said that sin lies at the door. 
God said he's coming in as a thief in the night. Let's not be caught with sin lying at our door that then got in. The deal is that you got to make sure when you say sin lying at the door, is the sin trying to get in the door or is the sin already at the door? Are you answering? Mm. We're going to talk about that again later. But when I looked at the movie, I saw fear of not having not being. I saw confusion well, trying to make everybody think and feel and act your way, what uh, you want to push over as it's right. Mm. I saw people pleasing. I saw in all three of these movies people that wanted and were considered to have the power. Now, I want the power of God to reside and abide over and in my life. I want the power of God to deliver me 100%. I want the power of God to uh, reside on me so that when I walk up, people say, oh, mm -mm, I can't say that around her. I can't do that around her. I, I have a sister possibly like to tell you that, I have friends that's comfortable saying certain things around me, but they won't say it around uh, in the presence of her. That's what I want God to give me. See, a lot of times we don't tell we have walking heroes, we have walking witnesses in, in our life, and we don't tell nobody that God has given us many people to follow after that we, we see the God in them. Minister Margot say many saints ain't ungodly things as entertainment. That's what they tell us. See, a lot of times we don't want to tell somebody that I know somebody that have, that's living, that have lived, and that is showing me that this such power from God exists, that God can reside in your life so powerful that when you walk in, people see it. Mm. You ain't even got to open your mouth. People see it. So I'm excited about what we talked about tonight. I'm excited about what God is giving me to talk about and, and the boldness he's giving me to talk about it. Um, if you are looking at this in the past tense, if you're looking at it now, please type in your comments. If you're going to uh, listen to it on Blog Talk now live or you listen to it in the future, please um, give me your comments now. The lines are open. We would love to hear from you. And just make sure, you know, you give God the praise and the honor. The lines are open, Blog Talk. You can speak at this time. Well, we praise the Lord. This is Mother Tony from uh, Garland, Texas, and just appreciated uh, hearing the conversation between um, you and your son. Uh, now, I have to uh, own that I have never seen any of those movies that y'all talked about tonight. Okay. But the essence of your conversation was so important that you talked about legacy, but I love your son's comment. As he talked about uh, the promises of freedom that came, oh, I have to write down the name of that movie, but how people were offered freedom. They were offered um, uh, a lot of things that was in this community, and at first they didn't take it, but eventually they gave in. And he actually gave us a warning. He said, you have to be careful. For, uh, and and you have to stay true to your promises that you promised God and yourself. Amen. And he said, and uh, everything um, that people offer, now I'm paraphrasing, is not necessarily um, the best thing for you. Yeah. So don't get, don't be swayed to do something that is not right. So 
So I want to uh, thank you all for letting us eavesdrop on a, a mother-son's conversation tonight that was rich in opportunities for us to think about how uh, our how we pass on our legacy to our children. And he talked about the things that y'all do in your family and how he's going to put that in his family. And so I just want him to be encouraged to keep on teaching, keep on talking with your mom and spreading God's good news. And thank you so much for uh, this uh, beautiful comparison of contemporary movies and uh, how to live for Christ. Thank you so much, Mother Tony. Is there anyone else at this time? Um, amen. Uh, this is Cecilia. I just wanted to say, um, although you all talked about the movies and the different things, and um, as uh, Missionary said, um, just listening to the young man, my nephew, um, Talk. It, it just blessed me because it reminded me of First Peter, first chapter, verses twenty through through twenty-five. That talks about how we've been cleaned, now we've been given a new life, and how truth and love is important, and how we're to depend on the truth and the love, and how the new life that God has given us is not like the old life that we were uh, birthed into via the mortal um, aspect of life, but that God's living word is what we've now been conceived in. And it and talks about how grass um, is old and wildflowers are old and flowers wilt, but the word goes on forever. And so hearing the word of God being spoken by the next generation is such an encouragement because it shows that the word not only um, was conceived by God, but it's been uh, conceived into his mind, into his heart, into his total being. And you talked about before, not today, how his name when he played football was man of God and how it's so important as parents that we allow the living word of God to be planted in our children so that it can be conceived and that it can live. And then, as he said, he can um, sow it into his children and his children's children because the word of God is for generation to generation to generation. So thank you all for showing how the word of God has been um, actually planted, conceived, and is now harvesting in Minister Stanley's life. So thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Apostle, for those kind words. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay, well, I'm going to say this right now. I thank um, Mother Tony, and I thank Apostle-elect for those words. And I just want to thank you all for joining in because one thing it was, I had asked my son if he would do the service with me on tonight, and he said yes. And we know that the enemy used tricks to try to get us um, off point, off target, off our job. And our job is to magnify the Lord, praise the Lord, and continue to spread his word. And on today, he decided he wanted to... Uh, spend time with friends, and I said, okay, I didn't say anything. I waited till a quarter to eight, and I called him and said, look, it's almost nine o'clock, and he said, on my way, and I just want to let, I said that to let you know that serving the Lord is not something I do for fun. It's something I do because I'm true to wanting to be saved. I'm true to showing God that I love him and I want to be used by him. I'm true to trying to be, as Minister Margot has taught us, to be transparent before the saints and even the ain'ts. As my sister said, when my son was growing up, everybody on his football team had nicknames, Monster Killer, The Beast, you know, stuff like that. But my son's nickname was M.O.G. When they said what that means, I said Man of God. And by him 
explained that and them calling him that, and he answered to that, that he has had a prophecy over his life that was given to him as a little boy, and yet I bring it up, but I don't have to remind him because he said that prophecy that Prophet Graham had put over his life, he's still looking for it, and he's going to walk into it. You heard him say on tonight that in his success, he won't forget where he comes from because when we give our kids and we give our family the word and we tell them that Jesus Christ paid the price that he shed his blood, uh, he didn't just shed it on Calvary. He shed it before he got there. When they beat him on the post, when he was carrying the cross down the highway, that he shed his blood before he got there. So if you all think it, just think it ran in one space, you better get back in the Word. Here you go. You better get back in this book and remember and train yourself to know that Jesus shed his blood for us more than one way. And I thank him for it. I thank him for shedding his precious blood. Like I said, those movies, they all had something in common. They was looking for forgiveness at the end. Seymour wanted to be forgiven for all the bad things he had done. Pootie Tang wanted to be forgiven because his father had left him a belt and he believed the power was within the belt instead of within him. Uh, even with Rocky and, and carrying the doctor up the, the uh, curtain or whatever it was, they wanted to be forgiven. The people that played the extras in it wanted to be forgiven. And the end of all three of those movies, everybody looked for forgiveness. So I'm telling you all, don't wait till the end. Let tonight be the end of your confusion, your foolishness, your unforgiveness, your unbelief, your madness, your sinful nature. Let tonight be the end of that. And with that being said, we're going to pray, and I'm going to give you our foundational scriptures, and I'm going to give you what uh, is coming up. Minister Margo says, Sandy, thanks for sharing with this time with us. I'm going to make sure. He, he's looking at it on Facebook in the basement. I'm going to make sure he gets that. Father God, I thank you for the word on tonight, God. Let your word be planted in our heart, God, that we will not sin against you or nor that we will forget, God. Let us require a standard in our life concerning you, God, your will, your way, your word. God, give us a desire to want to be saved, oh, Father. Give us a want to want to have a desire to be saved. God, we just ask you to cover us. Let your word be planted in good ground. Let us stand on your word day in and day out. Father God, we ask you to cover our house, cover our homes, cover everybody and everything in our house, God. We ask you to place everybody affiliated with us, associated with us, kin to us, married to us, child of birth, child of adoption or God, children or whoever they may be. God, we ask you to place them under the Holy Ghost of them. Every friend, every family member, regardless if they're a sibling or a family member, whatever part they play, God, we just ask you to place them under the Holy Ghost of them. God, I thank you for tonight, for the boldness that my son was able to speak out and speak out willingly and unashamed to say that he has been raised in a saved house and that he will continue on the bloodline of being a child of God. God, we just thank you right now, Lord. We just want you to know that we want to be used by you day in, day out, all day long. For God, give us the words to say. Give us the words to pray with. God, teach us how to just tell someone what you said, not in anger, not in hatred, but God in love. Teach us how to love your people enough that we see them as you see them, God, as a soul. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Cover us, God. Give us the faith unbelievable faith of not believing that your word is true. Where we don't believe, God, give us that faith that we can 
In Jesus' name, amen. I want you all to know our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When it don't look like God is listening, repent. Even if some of us have to repeat, repent and go back to God and say, God, I thank you for the opportunity to have a chance to come back to you. If you all would like to join in with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Margot McCall, along with Minister Brandon Kaiser, that will be on Sunday mornings with Smile 3E, our shopping eye, Let's Talk, World Wide Web. Come back on this Monday, which will be the fourth Monday already. Mm. The fourth Monday. That is Minister Ron Montgomery and Missionary Mother Tony Montgomery, along with myself as the host of Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron on Blog Talk Radio with family. The connection of family with the Word of God, the biblical rights and ways and blessings of a family living the way God has called us to live. And um, come back next Friday. It should be a good time in the Lord. We're going to see what God says. And we're just going to have a good time and we're going to enjoy ourselves. That should be Prophet Antoine Thomas night. And uh, we're just going to let God have his way. You all pray for Smile 3D, our shop in our blog talk radio. Pray for our ministry. If you all want to be a blessing to each and every minister that ministers on Sundays, Mondays, and Fridays, we put that cash app and Zelle information up. Please be a blessing. Do what God has told you to do. If you have seeked him, if you haven't seeked him, seek God and ask him to tell you how to be a blessing to the ministry. Thank you all so much. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. But remember, God's ways are not our ways. He used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Let God use you as your life has been considered at one point in time a foolish thing. Let God use you. Good night, everyone.